thank you very much, my dear listener, for choosing our station. This is the New Life Program coming to you from Adventist Soul Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi, and I want to thank you again for choosing our station to share with us the first Sabbath of the year. Today we'll be having a Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. The story is about Daniel tells us the future. Thereafter, we'll be having Sister Becky Arunga talk about being persistent in prayer during the Bible segment. To start off, here's a song, Nimaisha by Masaliu Singers. Time to welcome the Bible in Living Sound to share with us. What does it all mean, Daniel? An image made of different metals and a stone of magic that knocks the image to pieces. His Majesty is a great king, for the God of heaven hath given thee the kingdom of Babylon. He hath given thee power and strength and glory above all the kings. Wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field, the fowls of heaven hath God given unto thy hands to rule over them all. My kingdom is a worldwide kingdom, and I am powerful. My glory exceeds that of any other man or king. I rule the world. Nebuchadnezzar, king of all Babylon, thou art this head of gold. The golden head of that huge image I dreamed of represents me? Thee and thy kingdom, your majesty, are represented by the golden head. Gold is the most precious of all metals, and Babylon is the richest of all nations. Yes, I see. 
Babylon shall fall, O Nebuchadnezzar, and another kingdom shall take its place. An inferior nation, even as silver is inferior to gold. Babylon fall? It shall come to pass. But why, Daniel? Why? O king, if you and the kings that follow you upon the throne of Babylon would exalt the true God and worship him, Babylon would never fall until the time of the end. But thou, O king, and the kings after thee shall make God their refuge and their strength only when harassed and perplexed. But, Daniel, I recognize and acknowledge that your God is the only living God with power to give thrones and take them away. As long as you reverence and obey the king of kings, your throne is assured. But, O king, those that come after you will forget God, and the kingdom shall be taken away from them and given to another. And that kingdom shall also fall to a kingdom likened unto brass, and it shall bear rule over all the earth. The legs of iron of the image represents yet another kingdom, the fourth. The iron, does it have any special meaning? Iron is strong and hard. It breaketh into pieces all other things. So shall this fourth kingdom rule with an iron hand and break into pieces nations and tongues and peoples. So far, your interpretation, Daniel, of the dream I had is reasonable and will probably come to pass just as you have said. But, Daniel, does it have to be? Does Babylon have to come to an end, and the other nations? The Lord God of heaven is just, loving, long-suffering, and a forgiving God. He is anxious that all confess and forsake their sins. If thou, O king, and thy people were to do this, and the kings after thee, keep always the love of God before them, Babylon would never end. I, I think I understand, Daniel. And the toes of the image, you said they were... Partly iron and partly clay. The kingdom of iron shall be divided into ten kingdoms, even as the legs are divided into ten toes. They shall be partly strong, like iron, and partly weak, like clay. Yes, I see. They shall not cleave together, even as clay cannot be mixed with iron. How, how far in the future is all this, Daniel? Thou, O Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, art the first kingdom, the head of gold. The ten kingdoms of the toes are the last Kingdoms. The last kingdoms? You mean there will be no more kingdoms at all? No, king. The stone cut out of the mountain without hands shall break them into pieces and they shall be no more. Oh, yes, that magic stone. Just what is it, Daniel? Or who? In the days of the ten kings shall the God of heaven set up his kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. His kingdom shall not be left to other people. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Scribe, princes, all members of my court here present, I, Nebuchadnezzar, great king of Babylon, do command you to bow the knee before Daniel. <coughs> of a truth, Daniel, your God is a God of gods, a Lord of lords, and a revealer of secrets seeing he hast revealed unto thee the secrets of the future. My court may arise. Long live Daniel, wisest of the wise and a revealer of secrets. Long live Daniel, wisest of the wise and a revealer of secrets. Scribe, write upon a scroll and send messengers throughout all Babylon that I, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, do hereby decree that Daniel shall henceforth be ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief of the governors over the wise men of Babylon. Oh, 
What are we to do? Well, it's all your fault. Fine. You were chief of the wise men, remember? You suggested that we not summon Daniel whenever the king requested our presence. Remember that. Yes, but what has that got to do with what happened? Had we accepted Daniel as one of us and included him in conferences with the king, we could have taken part of the credit for Daniel's telling and interpreting of the king's dream. We would have shared in the gifts and rewards and position given Daniel. Now we have nothing. Daniel is to rule over us. He is next in power to the king himself. Oh. And Daniel's three friends, even they have more position and power than we do. I was chief of the wise men and counsellors. Daniel stole that from right under my nose. That proves how wise he is. Oh, it proves we owe Daniel a debt and we're going to pay it. <laughs> Gratitude. Gratitude? Uh, the opposite, revenge. And he'll get it in full measure. How, pray tell? Now, think of a way. <laughs> well, if I were you, I wouldn't tangle with Daniel more than I had to. The history of Israel, their deliverance from bondage in Egypt, their conquest of Canaan, and many, many other incidents tend to prove that their God is still living and powerful. What? That God uses his power in Daniel's behalf. <laughs> That's not true. It can't be. If Israel's God is still their God, how is it that Babylon reduced Jerusalem and the other cities of Israel to ashes? I don't hmm? know and I don't care. If I were you and as wise as you claim to be, oh. I would leave Daniel strictly alone. It is true that Jerusalem, all Israel, lies in ruins. It is also true that there are thousands upon thousands of Israelites here in our country as captives. Now, couldn't it be possible? That the Israel God raised up Daniel so as to give the thousands of his people here hope for the future and keep alive their faith in him. Oh, oh, that's idiotic nonsense. I will have revenge upon Daniel and his three companions. You can be sure of that. <laughs> I have it. You have what? I thought of a way to get even with Daniel and at the same time put ourselves back into favour with the king. I warned you, don't forget that to tangle with Daniel is dangerous. He's wise and quick to take advantage of every little opportunity. Uh, but this plan I have is foolproof. Uh, absolutely foolproof. Nothing can go wrong. Yes, perhaps, but I doubt it. At first, I... Yes. First, I'll solicit the help of the chief priest of the Babylonian state guard. Together, we'll go before the king, and that, my dear magician, will be the beginning of the end of Daniel. <laughs> Hope that you've indeed enjoyed that story from the Bible in Living Sound. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about this program. Write to the producer. Adventist Soul Radio, P.O. Box 4227 
This is Adventist Soul Radio, the voice of hope. Hope you're enjoying the show from wherever you are. It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I welcome Bekia Runga. What a privilege is ours that God has called us to be in his divine presence. I am amazed at the deeds of Jesus Christ. I am amazed by his glory and I am embraced by his mercies. I just want to invite you that you may stay put to the end as we study God's word. I am Becky Arunga. Together let us seek the face of God in prayer. Immortal, invisible, God only wise, we thank you and bless your name. For in you there is wisdom, and the fear of you is the beginning of it. God, I pray that you may open now the eyes of our heart, that you may be able to behold the wondrous works of your law. Thank you for your word of truth and trusting us with divine truths. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, beloved child of God, I am amazed at an account given in the book of Mark regarding the life of a Christian on the life of a Jew and a Gentile, and how Jesus Christ is having a measure or a test of faith to each one of us. This account is in Mark chapter 7, verse 24. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and wanted no one to know it. But he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth. And she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. 
And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, Go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out, and her daughter lying on the bed. It is an account that is quite confusing, yet has a lot of depth regarding faith. Christ is bringing to view the account of a Gentile woman who had so much faith in his ability and power to save. Now, care to note that this account is coming immediately after Jesus had an altercation with the Pharisees and the scribes regarding the traditions and the commandments of man as opposed to the commandment of God, regarding the washing of hands before partaking of any meal. And so we find Christ had been having, it is, it is a situation like the very people who ought to have believed in Christ, the Jews themselves, had no faith in whatsoever he was doing. And Christ Jesus, we are told that he entered the house and wanted no one to know it, but it could not be hidden. I just imagine the life of a Christian on a light note that maybe in our lives, maybe in situations where we may desire to have no one know about our persuasions of faith. We may desire to be hidden, but Christianity in its highest sense is like pregnancy. It cannot be hidden in any way. It is made manifest by our deeds, by our words, by our conduct or in action that we are able to know and everyone around us is able to know that surely this is a peculiar person, maybe a Christian or rather one who has always been with the Lord. And so even it was in the life of Christ. He desired to be hidden, but it could not be so. Therefore, just ask yourself, are you the sort of Christian who even if you desire or decide to choose to hide your life, no one will either know that you are a Christian still. That even when you are disguised, people would still not make it out that you are a Christian. With Jesus Christ, it was different. When he chose to hide himself, people still knew that he was Christ. And even so, a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard about him. She heard about Jesus and she came and fell at his feet. It is interesting. This woman just heard about Jesus and after hearing, she came and fell at his feet. And falling at the feet of Christ is a symbol of worship. It's a symbol of submitting yourself to a higher authority that is higher than you, that is greater, that has power and acknowledging that surely it is God who is in charge. And so it is said of this woman that she fell at his feet and worshipped. Now, the question I pose, how, how many times have you heard of Christ yet you find it very hard to worship him? How many times have you heard of the truth of God but you still find it hard to pray, to sing praises to him, to worship him in the beauty of his holiness? Moving further, this woman made his request known to Jesus. But Jesus made this statement that is quite startling. Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Now, the caste, or rather the tribe of this woman, is being referred to as the little dogs in the account of Christ Jesus. Many of us would feel discouraged at such a thought, that when such a situation comes our way, we may feel like it is not proper, that Christ is not being fair to us. But that woman, knowing too well how much she desired her daughter to get well, she did not relent and she rebutted that statement with this one thing. Lord, 
Yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. What a measure of faith. She was not intent on getting something big. She knew that even just a crumb was enough for the little dogs. And it is the faith of this woman that Christ commended. Elsewhere in Matthew chapter, the book of Matthew, the similar account is given. And it is told that Christ marveled and said he had never seen such faith even in Israel. And on account of the faith of this young woman, the daughter was healed. The unclean spirit departed from her. So I ask us, in your life, how much far are you willing to go? How persistent are you in your dealings with Christ? Do you give up when your first prayer is not answered? Do you give up when a wall is placed on your path? Do you give up when no one seems to care? But look at this Syrophoenician woman. She was told by Christ himself, it is not proper for the food of the children to be given to the little dogs. But even so, she did not tire. She was persistent. She had faith in Christ. She had faith that Christ was not going to leave her. Beloved, you have not prayed enough yet. Continue pressing on. Jesus is in the business of saving and healing. Jesus is in the business of saving. If only you have faith. If only you trust and obey. If only you believe that he is able to do that which he says he can do. There is not much we can say. But one thing I know, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Continue on your knees. Continue in prayer. Stand up for Jesus. Continue and God will grant the desire of your heart. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, what joy to know that you care. What peace to know that you are there. What hope to know that you're soon returning. Oh God, I pray that you may teach us to patiently wait upon you as we watch unto prayer. Thank you for teaching us on faith. Now, Lord, increase our faith and let us learn from you in Jesus' name. Amen. It has been a privilege studying God's word together with you. And I pray that you may make it your daily endeavor to be in the presence of God at Jesus' feet to study his word of truth. Till next time, be blessed. We have come to the end of our show for today. Please send us your views, comments or questions about this program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at aka.adventist.org. I have been a presenter, Samuel Mang. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed.
Thank you. 